Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me. In fact, should we change your chair? <laughs> Quite a bugbear of yours, isn't it? Well, uh, I'm going for a real quality production here. It's like sat in uh... the doctor's waiting room. Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a brilliant pop music album and talk about it track by track. En français, c'est la podcast où chaque semaine nous prenons un brilliant album pop et la parole piste par piste. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> and on the turntable this week, we've got Pollinator by Blondie. So second trot around the paddock for Blondie in the track by track stables. Yes. <laughs> There's no Grand National this year, but you can hedge your bets on there being some front runners for fantastic pop, rock, disco anthems on this album. Uh, and the odds are so uh, high for uh, another brilliant episode that we've stopped taking bets mm. on it. Evens. Even Stevens. Even Stevens. So whilst we weigh the horses and hoist the jockeys up onto their saddles, um, just a little bit about Blondie, even though we've talked about them before. Uh, I think it's fair to say we're both big fans of Blondie, probably you more so than me. But it's not a competition, unlike the races. Um, So Blondie are American band. Uh, You've got singer Debbie Harry and Chris Stein as uh, the founding members. They have been around for an awfully long time, around the mid... It's 1970s when they first formed, um, and they're still with us now. Absolutely. With, uh, not to interject, Will, I know you're going to go on to talk about everyone, but uh, with Clem Burke on the drums, who's also been there from the off. From the off. And they're off. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, and Dan, the last time we talked about Blondie, we took a classic, not just a classic Blondie album, a classic album from the uh, Hall of Fame Absolutely, yeah. We did Parallel Lines for its 40th anniversary last January. Uh, A huge amount of classic, as you say, classic songs of all time, just from one band, just from one album uh, there. But now, this week, we're doing Pollinator, which is the band's most recent album. Uh, And it was released three years ago next week. And that is the link into why we're talking about them today. I was just having a quick flick through the racing post while you were talking, just on the form there. And this album, as you say, it was released in uh, 2017. um, And it did uh, really well, actually, when it was released. It got to number four in the UK album chart uh, and also did brilliantly uh, overseas in America and across Europe. It did seem to be a real return to form and it seemed there seemed to be a buzz once again for Blondie. Of course, they've never gone out of fashion. Uh, And they've been releasing music. Obviously, they had uh, their break towards the end of the 80s and into the 90s. Then they came back with No Exit Maria. And they've been releasing albums ever since. But this one did seem to be getting everyone's attention. And I think there's a lot of radio play. They did a really amazing concert at Roundhouse, which I was lucky enough to be at. um, And it was one of my favorite concerts of all time. Um, The Roundhouse race meeting. Yes. (laughs) And there was a pop-up shop a pop-up stall perhaps you could say uh in camden but before we move on i just want to 
talk a little bit, if I may. I feel like I'm sort of taking the reins from you a little bit here. But uh, on the members, when we talked about Parallel Lines, it was a different lineup. We've talked, we've said it's Debbie, Chris, and Clem from then. But also now you've got Lee Fox, who's on the bass. He has been uh, with the band as a session and touring musician from 1997. There's I mean, a fox on the racetrack. Oh. <laughs> Well, we're going to need to get the uh, animal control out before we can let the horses go. He's Since 2004, he has been a full-time member. There's also Matt Katz-Bohan, three cats on the racetrack. Um, he's on keyboards and has been since 2008. And there's Tommy Kessler on guitar, who's been with them since 2010. Um, so lots to talk about today. I think, um, Dan, it's probably also men- worth mentioning at this point uh, what's unique about this album. So yeah, great point, Will. This is the band's 11th studio album. And on this album, despite the fact that between them, Debbie Harry and Chris Stein have written some of the greatest songs of all time, not to go too much into it. For this album, the band either collaborated with or asked other artists to write for them. Uh, Interesting. So it's going to be a real selection box of uh, talent uh, when we talk about the writers because uh, often when we do an album, it's just got a very coherent uh, writing team. Yes. It. But we will go through who's done what as we get to it. And there are some track-by-track faves on there. There's some new uh, artists we've never talked about before. And also there are some classic artists and there are some very current artists as well. So it is a, to coin a phrase we haven't said for a long time, a tuck shop of treats. Absolutely. And should we kick off? Yes, although what's the rating term for kickoff? Uh, well, in track number one, we've got Doom or Destiny, ridden by Joan Jett. Is it Doom or Destiny? Oh, is it Doom or Destiny? Dark as a winter's moonless night, dark as a velvet So that was Doom or Destiny, written by uh, Chris and Debbie themselves. And as you mentioned before, Joan Jett, a new name to track by track there? Yeah, I can't believe uh, her name's not come up before. Joan Jett is a legendary American singer, songwriter, composer, musician, etc. Most famous for the song Cherry Bomb, which she performed with The Runaways, uh, and also I Love Rock and Roll which, of course, was covered by Britney Spears, who we will definitely be talking about probably before Joan Jett on the podcast. I'd imagine so. And she's 61. <laughs> what, Britney? <laughs> uh, I know she's, she's had a long life already, but she, Britney's not quite 61. How is it possible for such a new track to sound so classic already? That's the great thing about this one, isn't it? And I think it's from the off... With those drums from Clem Burke, of course, it does sound like something from the 70s. But at the same time, it it sounds quite current, quite contemporary. Mm. Uh, Great to hear, of course, Joan and Debbie singing together. As far as I know, this is the first time they've worked together and they're two icons of punk and rock. At 2 minutes 54, it's just such a wonderful bite-size intro to this collection. Before we move on to the next race... We're going to keep the race thing going throughout the episode, or is it going to wear off? <laughs> we could probably let it just drift away now. I'd like that. <laughs> um, this was a single. This was the fourth single released from the album. 
in September 2017. Had a fantastic music video as well. Do actually do head to YouTube or somewhere similar and look out for that. Okay, track two now. And this is Long Time. Does it make you upset? Does it make you think everybody wants to be your friend? I can give you a heartbeat. I can give you a friend. I can make you think everybody wants to be your friend. So that was long time. I think we both agreed that we very much enjoy that. I think it is so rare for a band that have been going for so long to release a track that is of this quality and as contemporary as this. It is an absolute blondie classic, irregardless of how long in their career they did it. It stands up there with Heart of Glass for me. Do you know where this song was premiered? Uh, I don't. It was on Radio 2. On Ken Bruce. Ken Bruce's show. On the BBC. Popmaster. I do love I do need to call into Popmaster. Um the last time I listened to Popmaster uh and played along, I did very well. Oh, very good. What yeah. score? I can't remember. Okay. But it was very respectable. Yes, well done. We should go on it together, really. We should go head to head. Ah, uh, or we could go on to Pointless. Uh, what celebrity? Well, maybe give it some time, yes. <laughs> but just uh, civilian for the time being. I think just to give some weight to how, how well this song was received, Pop Justice in 2007 had it in the, I think it was top five, certainly top 10 of their favourite songs of the year. Uh, Dan, surely you mean 2017? Oh, yes, you're right. Sorry about that. It's been a long old recording session. And I think to have it there along with some of the artists who were brand new, obviously Pop Justice really champion uh, new quality pop music and to have Blondie up there is fantastic. But also the fact that this song was written alongside Dev Hines, such a highly regarded, very contemporary artist, is in itself a, a huge feat. And can you name a few other artists that Dev Hines has written for? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, Mariah Carey, FKA Twigs, Diana, Diana Vickers, Diana Vickers, Mutia Keisha Siobhan, MKS, um, Carly Rae Jepsen coming soon to the podcast. Yeah, oh, spoiler. Well, just a hint of a tease. Or um, a blatant name. But I love this idea of Debbie and Dev sat there putting this song together, both from, well, both kind of from completely different worlds, completely different generations, um, and just writing this, what I think is one of the best pop songs of, certainly of the decade. Uh, Dev Hines, one of our own, who's been in, born in Ilford. Oh, lovely. Mm. Uh, another great video for this one. They did great videos for all the singles from this album. I might, when we finish, well, I think I might have a little, uh, little session just watching those videos. Oh, lovely! This got to number one on physical sales as well in Very the UK. Good. I do remember it was. There's a lovely seven-inch vinyl of it. Uh, and if you're a remix fan, Hercules and the Love Affair did a remix of this as well, which we actually played before the episode, didn't we? we had a little boogie to that. Yeah, we were pirouetting around the uh, around the office here, dancing in the aisles. We just had the floor polished, so it was. Uh, like an ice rink. And are you a Hercules and Love Affair fan in general? Uh, absolutely. Very much so. 
I think as, uh, as an artist or a producer or a person that I do need to get a little bit more into. So perhaps we can do that by way of track by track. Well, this is a channel for a lot of music that maybe you aren't familiar with, I'm not familiar with, listeners aren't familiar with. I mean, you hadn't heard of Blondie, had you, until we did this album today? <laughs> and you weren't really a fan of music. <laughs> not particularly, not for me. And still aren't really, if you're honest. And I bet you think that the lead singer of this band is called Blondie, don't you? No, we've, we talked about it in the last Blondie episode, didn't we? About someone I know. Yes. Who was that again? Someone we both know. I won't be drawn on the name because no. I don't want to embarrass them. Uh, so before we move on, I just want to say that I feel like I've talked about how great this song is, but not actually gone into specifics. What I love about this song is that the synths and the guitars work. First of all, there's like a real droning bass groove throughout this one, which is amazing. But the synths and the guitars, it does this amazing thing, which a lot of bands that we talk about on here and I, I do want to say Duran Duran, just going to say Duran Duran, do really well. I don't think you said Duran Duran last week. No, I think I got away with it. Yeah. I mentioned them once, I think I got away with it. Um, when the synths and the guitars are almost kind of exactly on the same level and they merge together and sometimes you can't tell which one is which. And that happens on this song and I absolutely love that moment. A wall of sounds. A wall of sound and just, a, just a, an incredible noise just flowing through the veins of this song. That came straight from my head. That was lovely, wasn't it? Lovely way to put it, yes. Uh, write that down before you forget it. Yeah, it's gone. I can't remember what I said. Okay, track three now, and this is something, Dan, so early into the recording today that you are already naked. So, Dan, why are you already naked? Well, it's it feels like a bit of an early summer. It's very warm, isn't it? It's very muggy. Well, that will happen when you turn the heating up. It's almost like you're trying to um, make something happen. Well, I was hoping you'd join me, but... Uh, uh, ab- absolutely not. No. I've got my dressing gown, just in case. <laughs> uh, what a lovely song. Uh, she really made that her own. Louis Walsh, <laughs> is that you? <laughs> Uh, it's a great song. This one was written by the band's very own keyboard player, Matt Katz-Bohan. Uh, this was written alongside his wife, Lauren. And they've written tracks together uh, for the last few Blondie albums. Some highlights from the last one from Ghosts of Download. They wrote A Rose By Any Name, which featured Beth Ditto, who we're going to be talking about at some point. We're going to have a good chinwag about Beth Ditto. You might just say... We're going to have a good gossip. Um, he also wrote What I Heard from Panic of Girls, the previous album, uh, which was the lead single from that one. Um, and he's the keyboard player, of course, for the band. So I feel like he always brings fantastic synths to the track. And this one, the synths there, but also when it when it starts this song, it does feel a bit more like a classic rock sound, I think. Debbie Harry's uh, vocals are very haunting as well through this song. Yeah. And I do like that, of course, with as with any singer, her voice has changed over the ages, but it still is um it still is a very unique voice, I think. And I love how just all through this album they go they really want to capture the es- essence of Blondie, but also make it sound very current as well. Yeah. And I love the way how they manage just to straddle that line really well. 
it's almost like with of, of course not not so much with this song but with bringing other acts in to write for the other songs those people have wanted to write classic blondie songs in a contemporary style which they've done fantastically so should we move on yes track number four now uh, and this is fun put it out there will that is one of my favorite songs of all time of all time of all time i mean it's great and it's my favorite song on the album but that's a big statement it was love at first listen i remember uh hearing it the day it came out uh it was premiered probably on ken bruce's show on on radio too and you know I'd, i'd really enjoyed the last few blondie albums and the lead singles had always been quite good or be um working with different producers different styles but this just instantly was just so if you could bottle that sound just this the style of the sound that is exactly my cup of tea and dan is it true uh the rumor i heard that you love this track so much that you took the cd single version of it to bed one night and put it under my pillow (laughs) i don't know what happened when you took it to bed but quite true there it's quite true what is true as well is that my other half ended up not really liking this song because i played it so much when it came out so fun <laughs> was co-written by david sitek who is a member of tv on the radio and has worked with some bands who we haven't spoken about yet and aren't maybe exactly track by track fodder but um hopefully i'd like to bring this to the table at some point including uh falls yeah yeah yeah's and Beck. Can I just mention one of the other co-writers of this song, Eric yeah. Hassel. Oh, please do. Who is a brilliant Swedish singer who uh, had a few hits, not in the UK. Um, and I'd love if we could, Dan, mm-hmm. to listen to something by him. Let's do it. If your man only knew how you feel So he has written songs for, amongst other people, Rihanna, Rhiannon, Shakira, Shakira, Nick Jonas, Icona Pop, Zara Larson, Christina Aguilera, Backstreet Boys, <laughs> uh, and Marina, Marina Diamandis. Oh, love, lovely Marina. Again, let's get her on the long list. I think she must be on the long list. That list is too long. Um, so he's got a good pedigree behind him. And he just, I imagine he then brings the pop sensibilities of this song. And there are just so many elements of this song that I like. It's the guitar almost feels like uh, the guitar from the James Bond theme at parts of that song. The synths are so playful and kind of all over the place in an amazing way. There's the, of course, 
which is almost reminiscent of a Boney M. Uh, is it Rasputin, I think, from Boney M? I don't know what that was, but... No, I'm not sure. I don't think that was Boney M or Rasputin. Um, and the I bass... Think it was uh, Black Lace. <laughs> and if we're lucky... <laughs> no, because we are doing their Never. full album next week. And the bass towards the end is really amazing as well. It's just... I, I can't stop gushing about this song. Uh, and I was lucky enough to see it live at the Roundhouse and again a little bit later at Brixton Academy, not on the same night. Um, and it, it's just one of my... It's just such a joyous thing to hear live. Hope to hear it live again. Hope they don't take it out of the set list. I'm going to have to stop your gushing now because you've flooded my basement. <laughs> so, track number five now. And Will, this is how I refer to you when you're not there. My monster. <laughs> So that was My Monster. I love that one. I, I re- always remember you loving that one from when it was first, uh, when it first snuck out. I just love the urgency of it. It almost feels quite desperate, apocalyptic. Mm. And it's the guitars that make the difference in that song. Well, who on earth who on earth's playing the guitars? If only they could have had their pick and had one of the best guitarists, guitarists in the pop music industry. And they did. They did. Special guest and writer of this song, Johnny Marr. Yeah! So, of course, Johnny Marr, famous, most famous for being a member of the Smiths, but he's done so much more since then. Only this year, co-written the Bond theme, No Time to Die, alongside Hans Zimmer. Uh, he's also worked with Cribs. He's got a very successful solo career now. And, of course, his work with Electronic, which we spoke about in length last year. And the Pet Shop Boys. How could I forget? He's worked uh, quite um, sporadically, but just appearing on some of their studio albums, hasn't he? Lending a helping hand and strumming along where necessary. Uh, And that's lovely. Mm. And we also saw him join them on stage uh, at the Royal Albert Hall, which we must have mentioned at least 20 times going to see that gig. And do expect us to mention a few more. Absolutely. For being quite honest. This one, I think, though, definitely compared to fun, this one feels like more classic rock blondie. And I love on this one how Debbie's vocal is very, it's a growl, isn't it? She is the monster almost. So, track number six. Uh, And this is today, because we're recording an episode. Oh, that's lovely, Will. Best day ever. Last day, last day, make it the best. Best day ever there. And just the calibre of collaborators writing continues here. Sia. Wonderful Sia. Of course, we talked about her and her lovely puppies a few years ago. Uh, Well, they are lovely. Yes, but so are older dogs as well. Uh, And also Nick uh, Valenci. Nick Valenci uh, of The Strokes. 
uh, who, again, are one that I'd like to get on an episode one day, but it has to be the right album because some of them veer a little bit too uh, off the pop tracks for us. Um, but there's some, certainly in the last couple of albums, there's a bit more commercial uh, stuff from there. So Nick and Sia have collaborated a few times before. Nick has played guitar on Sia's albums We Are Born and A Thousand Forms of Fear. And they've also collaborated on Kate Pearson from the B-52's solo album. So this song, this song written by Sia and a member of the Strokes for Blondie should really be one of my absolute highlights of the album. And I'm going to be honest, it isn't. For me, it just it's a good song. But I was really expecting just something a bit more from this one. What are your thoughts on it? I think I like it. I love the energy in it. But there's just it almost just feels a little bit off kilter. Mm. And not and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But I would expect something a bit more hooky from Sia. Yeah. There's the repetition there. And, you know, Sia can write some off kilter stuff. Again, Puppies Are Forever from... Uh, the Everyday Christmas album that we talked about isn't the normal kind of Sia pop song that you'd expect. But this one, there's lots I like about it, but isn't what I thought it was going to be. So moving on now to track seven. And um, without this, we'd all be in a pickle. Gravity. I love that because um, straight away there, Charlie XCX is one of the uh, co-writers of that. Yeah. Um, and you can feel her influence on that. Definitely. The attitude there. It's a great mix. You could almost imagine Charlie releasing that as her own single. Yes. Which I think if you look at the other things, the other songs that have been written by other people for Blondie, they it wouldn't have worked if they would have recorded it themselves. But this very much feels like it could have been a hit for Charlie. At the same time, I th- yeah, I, find, I think it's in it's in two parts. At one part, it's a very angsty pop banger that Charlie would write, uh, and in the other part, it's very much influenced by some of uh, Blondie's uh, rockier moments. And it, it just works this song. And my favorite part, as I pointed out to you when we played it, is the middle eight section or bridge or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, three quarters of the way through the song. And Debbie's vocal has been really, really put through the computer, and it just cr- and there's synths twinkling all over the place. It feels like a bit of an explosion in the middle of the song. Uh, explosion I, in a glitter factory. Absolutely. Well, what, I can't think of a better way to put it. It's fantastic. Um, and did you also know uh, Charlie XX's uh, full name is Charlotte Emma Aitchison? Uh, and we would like to talk about her as well. Absolutely. And. Did I ever tell you about the time when Charlie XCX said she was going to take me home? No. So I was at the Enemy Awards uh, when I was writing for a music website and I was on the red carpet and she was getting interviewed by someone next to me and they said, oh, are you taking anyone home tonight? And she pointed to me and said, I'm going to take him home. Oh, I thought it was more because you were like totally wasted or something that you someone had to take you home. Oh. <laughs> um, and she was the only one fit for driving. She was going to be a good Christian. I know. Good seeing too. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And alongside Charlie XCX, we've got Dimitri Tikovoy. Ah, uh, who we have, a very distinctive name. Yes. Never forget a name. And you like can't, that. well, it's probably because of how I say it, actually. It's very authentic. He, of course, was mentioned only a few weeks ago, well, more than actually, on our Nicola Roberts episode. Ah, uh, lovely Nicola Roberts. So Charlie wrote another track for Blondie for this project, which was called Tonight. And this was released as a seven-inch promotional uh, single. There's only a thousand copies made, and this was only available at the uh, pop-up store in Camden that I told you about. Yes, the famous pop-up store in Camden. Uh, and I did actually get from there a, a, a framed poster, which is just here in Track by Track Towers, as you can see. Oh, yeah, it's that man holding the baby. That's Michael Jackson. Uh, and I also got a vinyl from there as well, but not this one, sadly. Kind of wish I did now. Oh, you missed out there. Mm. Could have taken it to Antiques Roadshow one day. Do what we sound like on um, the Royal Family, where they're peering over the baby David's cart and doing the... Anyway. Track number eight now. When I gave up on you. A great time to talk about the album artwork. And Dan, I think this time it's over to you. Really? Yeah. I've never, I've never talked about the album artwork. Well, I just think you're, I know you're very passionate about this. Well, I am, but I, I, I can't believe you're giving me this honour. Just quick before I change my mind. Okay, so the album artwork, it is a bee looking over a flower in a very sort of um, simple... Suggestive. Oh. <laughs> Uh, um, a simple outline drawing uh, the main colors of course there's a cream a black and then a red and no a cream a black and a sort of red uh, almost looks like an envelope actually and then blondie which is in on font watch how am i doing by the way am i doing all oh, right oh yeah very well yeah, yeah. okay uh, font watch uh, blondie is in uh, a sort of a script ish font uh, and then pollinator in a much more uh, standard font uh, across it's a, the bottom. It's a great cover, and I think it will become iconic. Yes, eventually. Definitely. And this is—it won't surprise you, will at all. So this is one that I've got on vinyl, which looks wonderful in a frame. And just looking around, it's not on a frame. Not at the moment, up, no, up, but yeah. I've got the poster from the from the from the store from the pop up. Yeah. Um, so the song itself, will? I mean, it's. I can't lie, I just don't really like it. No. It just doesn't really do much for me. That's okay. Sorry. No, no, no. It's just how I feel. Everyone gets one. It's not It's not my favourite on the album by any means because I do love those upbeat tracks on here, Gravity, Fun, uh, and a couple more to come as well. But what I do like about this one particularly, which I think is what you get to hear more than in any other song, is Debbie's vocal. And we've talked before about her growl, and we talked about her when she sings higher, like in fun. And on here, they've got both together, almost what feels like in equal parts. Uh, and it, the, her voice 
together layered just works so well and i think it's because this song is so stripped back that you do get to appreciate that okay track number nine now and this is love length love level So that was Love Life. Love Level. Love. Oh, sorry, yeah. You really are struggling with that one, aren't you? Uh, there are so many similar name songs. Um, I love that. I'm just, I can't, I'm trying to put my finger on the sound of that song. A bit reggae. I'd yeah, say. yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, that's a sound the band have experimented before with, like the tide is high and things like that. They, do love, they love to come back to reggae. And this is featuring John Roberts, who's an American actor. Who Dan you might recognise as the voice, uh, a voice actor from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, now Bob's Burgers, I've seen bits of it and I like what I see, but I've never kind of, I've never watched it start to finish. Are you a big fan? I'm not overly familiar with. Don't it. really like cartoons, do you? I don't. A little bit childish for me. Mm, I don't think Bob's Burgers. I don't think you put your toddler down in front of Bob's Burgers. It's not CBeebies. I haven't got a toddler. This is one of the few songs in the album written by Chris Stein and Debbie Harry. And I think what I like about this is that I don't think I would have known or guessed that instantly. It fits into this album written by so many other fantastic writers. Uh, it could have been a Charlie XCX song. It could have been a, a Johnny Marr song. Track number 10 now, and this is a cover of the Spice Girls track. Oh, thank goodness. Too much. Of course, I was joking. It's not a cover of a Spice Girls song. No, but I would love to see. Oh, actually, there is a connection between Spice Girls and Blondie. And you're going to love this because guess which band it comes via? No, go on. Duran Duran. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So Duran Duran wrote a song called Pop Trash Movie, which is included in their Pop Trash album from 2000, which turns 20 this year, Will. So dot, dot, dot. So look out for that. Mm. Uh, and we'll probably talk about this in the episode as well. So if you're listening to that episode or you're planning to skip skip past this part. Um, the track was initially written by Nick and Warren of Duran Duran for Blondie. And Blondie did record it and you can hear on YouTube their version of it. But for whatever reason, it, it, it didn't work out. And then uh, it was rumoured to be heading toward, to the Spice Girls, this song, who then also didn't record it. So uh, Duran Duran recorded it themselves. What a fascinating, that's just a sort of insight you can only get on this podcast. On track by track. And this was the third single to be released uh, from Pollinator. And it's another one written by Matt Katz and his wife, Lauren. It's just, for me, this one is just so poppy. Mm. And so it's quite jerky or jaunty, the actual rhythm going throughout it. There's some amazing synths. Uh, It's just a very 
fun song. Not as fun as fun, but still fun. Uh, and also, there's a radio edit of this, which is 2 minutes 59 seconds. Oh. Just saying. Eurovision. <laughs> but I know that you... They'd be like a Katrina and the Waves. Hmm? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but I know you would prefer the full-length version. Oh, yeah, the uh, love length. <laughs> <laughs> and you definitely wouldn't say that was too much for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're on to the last track already. Oh. That's crept up, hasn't it? Yeah. So, uh, track number 11 now. Uh, this is Fragments. I'm swept along with a million pieces more. So that was Fragments, uh, the last track. And what an epic, just nearly seven minutes that was. It, yeah, definitely feels like uh, a sort of one of those huge lengthy tracks, which is split into different parts, doesn't it? Uh, and particularly the outro of that song. It feels so dramatic. I just looked at you and we listened to the end of that song and you were staring into space, totally mesmerised. Well, there's nothing new there. Really. <laughs> the lights are on, but no one's home. It, more often than not. But if it feels that way, do try knocking around the back. <laughs> um, I think that's a great album closer. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. And I love those last three tracks. Uh, love Length, Too Much and Fragments. Just really powerful into the album. Yeah, I completely agree. So this song, of course, we've seen songs written by some huge names, including Charlie XCX and Sia. This song was written by Adam Johnston, who uh, isn't as big a name as, as those people. Adam Johnston wrote this song when he was 17, and he put it on Bandcamp with his band uh, An Unkindness. Mm, sounds a bit depressing. Mm, um, the emo. You love it, you know. And the song was discovered by Chris Stein, who got in touch with Adam about doing Blondie doing their own version of it. So obviously for Adam Johnson, this is kind of a, a dream come true. Uh, and he, he did say he didn't think it was going to work out because I guess you don't when those things happen. But uh, he is a big fan of their version of it. I've not heard the original. I'll, I'll give it a listen later maybe. But I love this. And initially I thought that I kind of guessed because I knew that Chris and Debbie had written some songs for the album. I thought this might have been them going back to their kind of really uh, 70s punk rock days. But no, this is this is all Adam. Well done, Adam. Well done, Adam. And before we leave the album, I do just want to quickly talk about John Congleton, who produced the whole bloody thing. What a lovely surname. Congleton. Congleton. I love saying that, yeah. Congleton. And he's done some incredible work for artists, including Bombay Bicycle Club, Brian Wilson, David Byrne, FFS and Franz Ferdinand. Uh, and several more. A lot more, actually. Um, the Killers. Sigur Ross. It's like I'm reading a list out. You are. Yeah, I am, yeah. So the War on Drugs. That was Wild the... Beasts. <laughs> Gold Future <Frank>. Islands. <laughs> Miles Kane and Modest Mass. That's the last track on the album... But it's time for some further listening. 
Dan, what are the parameters this week? So, as we said before, we covered Blondie's parallel lines last time. And this time we're looking at their most recent album, but I think it's important. They've got all that incredible early work with Parallel Lines and the albums that surrounded it. But I think it's important to look at some of the other incredible work that has come out of uh, their back catalogue since they got back together in 1997. It's been a long time since they've been back together uh, and they've recorded some great albums that maybe haven't been noticed as much. So Will, a track from Blondie since their second incarnation, what are you going for? I am going for something that I think some of our listeners are going to enjoy. Mm. This is uh, Blondie, Good Boys, Mm -hmm. uh, remix. So this is the Debop Bombshell remix of Good Boys. Um, And uh, get your poppers out, lads. So that was the D-Bop remix of Good Boys. Um, what a lot of energy that song has got. A lot of energy. And I have to say, it's, I enjoyed that, but I love the album version of Good Boys. I think it's one of, again, a fantastic Blondie song that's even more underrated than the stuff that we've talked about in Pollinator. So um, that's not available on uh, any streaming services, unfortunately. So uh, Yet. get yourselves onto eBay. And of course, that was from the album The Curse of Blondie, which was the follow-up to No Exit. I think it came a few years later, but some great stuff on there. Again, the whole album isn't on streaming services at the moment. Dan, what have you gone for? So I am going to go for something from Ghosts of Download. And we actually mentioned this album last week during the Mika episode because there's a version, a cover of Frankie Goes to Hollywood's Relax on here, which is great, but I'm not going to play that now. The album was actually released as a double album alongside Greatest Hits Deluxe Redux, which was re-recorded versions of some of the band's greatest hits. Uh, and I'm going to go for a song on here which is a little bit slower, but with some fantastic electronics. So I hope you enjoy it well. This one's called Prism. Sorry, did you say some fantastic pyrotechnics? Uh, electronics. Oh, that's a shame. But if you close your eyes, who knows what you'll see after the amount of poppers you just shoved up your nose. Just. So prism there. I'd love the word prism as well. That is another nice word. Prism Congleton. Um, name. Quite a new age child born to a couple of hippies. Yes. And that's lovely, actually. Uh, um, what do you think of that song? Have you heard it before even? I haven't heard it before. It didn't grab me, um, but I think I might need to go back and listen to it again. I think it's definitely... So this was one of the bonus songs, digital bonus songs from the Ghosts of Download album. But it's just... I think it's very... This was written with Chris Stein and Debbie Harry uh, alongside... 
Jeff Saltzman and Natalie Hawkins, who worked on a lot of the songs on the album. I just love how it's it's quite unorthodox. It's kind of it's got a lot of electronics in there, but there is also the guitar because obviously Chris is a guitar man, um, and I just think it's um, quite poetic lyrically as well. Lyrically, oh, oh very late time. in the day, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice, we got that in. I've well, you you did request that I don't keep repeating lyrics and staring you in the eyes when I'm doing it, so it's a bit creepy. Uh, and part of the um, oh restraining order, yes, uh, which I think was a little bit harsh putting that in place. <laughs> makes it very difficult to record well just coming back this year i wanted to i didn't want to take any chances mm. uh we're out of time oh. so uh that's another romp through blondie um we're just putting the horses to bed now uh a couple have not been very successful and have uh died uh <laughs> as during the race today which is really sad to see it's uh it's lovely that you brought that uh horse reference back. I almost forgot about it. But such a shame about the circumstances in which these imaginary horses have uh died. Yes. And did you shoot them yourself? Um no, I got a veterinary veterinary <laughs> from Emmerdale Farm. Yeah, or Creatures Great and Small. Oh, more your era. So let us know what you think about Pollinator and Blondie. Um uh, at Track by Track UK. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please do let us and the world know on Apple Podcasts, where ratings and reviews are always welcome. Uh, and Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to who's coming up next? Well, seeing as though I did the artwork, and seeing as though next week is your choice, how about you give us a hint of a tease? Okay, so this is, coming up next week, it's a Norwegian solo female artist who uh, has... Never had huge success in the UK, but uh, has got some great hits and has worked with some of our favourite producers. Intriguing. And she was on our teaser episode at the beginning of the year. She was, and we also referenced her when we were talking about Richard X. Oh, I've said too much. (laughs) Well, I thought you might. It's not easy, is it? No. It's not easy being cheesy. That was an album. Who was that by? Uh, the Fast Food Rockers. Yes, And well I'm done. so sorry for knowing the answer to that. <laughs> uh, and we won't be adding that to the long list. And I'm sorry for referencing them on the Blondie episode. So, until next time, I've been John Congleton. And I've been Sia. Goodbye. Bye. So, Dan, whilst we weigh in uh, and get the jockeys in place. (laughs) Why? (laughs) 